0: All right everyone, welcome back to the Fantasy Football Bros podcast. Your next installment for Tuesday, October 2nd. I my name's Mark Hogan, your co- co-host here uh, along with Derek Randall. Derek,
1: how's it going everybody?
0: So, pretty pretty crazy week here uh and we're going to change the format You know, kicking things off, what we're going to go ahead and do is really just focus on the upcoming matchups for this week five here. So uh, in doing so, we'll likely reference and allude to uh, some of the action from this previous week. But really, want to go ahead and condense the podcast and and really shorten the, the 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 period of time that we're on here to, you know, make it something that's accessible for everyone to listen fully through. So, uh, without further ado, uh, you want to go ahead and get started, Derek, or any any opening remarks?
1: Uh yeah, no, I mean, we're as far as the layout goes, just kind of look at the upcoming matchups for this week five of the NFL season. Um, and like you said, kind of hit back on, on the results of last week by, you know, very briefly just saying, you know, who's where, as far as standings go. And, um, we'll invite Andre San towards the end of the show for his bold takes.
0: Cool. And just one other thing here for anyone that could potentially be listening, that's not in the league, this, that, or the other. So, uh, really our analysis is meant to there's still a value in some of the conversations that we're having here when referencing the Johnna League um, really giving our analysis on all of the players that we like or dislike on current teams here so this' will really focus on your season long rosters uh, start set uh, ideas and theories so we'll go over a lot of okay so when Derek's got you know, uh, Randall Cobb versus, uh, Sammy Watkins, or I forget who else is on your team, but who are we starting? So that kind of scenario, uh, which will be valuable, valuable, not only the Johnda league, but really anyone that could be listening to this here. So, uh, let's go ahead and dive in here. So Derek, we, we've got a pretty big, pretty big matchup here for, for week five. Uh, you are back, back against the wall, right?
1: Absolutely. Look at this co-host versus co-host. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So I'm two and two. Derek is zero and four. Uh, the problem is if Derek comes, it's so it's. Let me just let me just clarify. So if you come in last place in our league, you have to get the tattoo, or is it? You said it was a side league, or it's, how does that it's work? A
1: side. It's the side league where um, I'm now being told that there's only six people in it. I thought there were eight. Dropping um, like, like flies. Two. I know. So you know, it's kind of hard to tell who was actually in it considering Caleb organized this whole thing and has no running track record of who actually agreed to it. So, you know, people could drop out. (laughs) So uh, I'm not going to do that because I said, yes, I do it. And I regrettedly So at the moment, that's Um,
0: my call to action to Caleb is uh, I'm sure Caleb's got like an Excel document or something of everyone that's, that's involved. Or if he doesn't, once he hears this, hopefully he, Uh, writes it down or comes up with some way to kind of call everyone out and hold them accountable, but talk about calling people out. Derek, uh, I think you have a little bit of beef to throw out here.
1: Yeah, so you and I were kind of texting a little bit earlier this week about um, the whole loser punishment and how that began. And I believe two years ago, Caleb started it all when he decided to um, he kind of enforced loser punishment upon himself. He thought it was (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that it was something fun to do. With Shocking. People. Right, right. So he ended up getting a dick butt tattoo on his butt. Uh Which perfect. I
0: still haven't seen a picture here.
1: Yeah, so I can't find it. And I asked him for it about five times. And surprisingly, he hasn't sent it. Whenever you ask for pictures of Caleb's uh genitals, he sends them pretty quick.
0: Uh, yeah, <laughs> so out of character.
1: It, it really is um but anyways what we were talking about is who lost last year and uh we remembered it was Andres so Andres just totally evaded the punishment um and even even disregarding the tattoo the loser in the league in general the 12 of us gets sent a golden dick trophy that is to be placed <laughs> out in the open in their home um for the entirety of the season. I've been in his house a few times and it is nowhere to be seen.
0: Uh, oh, wow. So okay. He,
1: he hasn't even had the decency to do that.
0: We're um, going to have to call him out when he gets on here.
1: Absolutely. I think that'd be a, a, a warm welcome to him.
0: <laughs> All right. So let's let's dive into it here. So what what are you going to do with your team? I mean, you're 0-4. Uh, I feel like some of your guys are starting to come around here, but yeah, just yeah. walk me through your, your thought process right now.
1: It's a, a disappointing start for sure. I am, as you said, back against the wall. Um, but I, I have a lot of guys starting to turn around a little bit. Luck, he he put on a great show last week, had over 400 yards passing um, with really no weapons to speak of. T.Y. was in and out of the game, which I guess that could lead me to T.Y. He looks great, except yep. he's hurt. He's hurt, um, of course. Yeah, right. Uh, Ebron's
0: for- solid, though. Like I think you found yourself for tight end.
1: I know, I know, and I've got Trey Burton on the bench, so I feel good now that I'm not worrying about that. I'm not taking zeros at tight end anymore.
0: I mean, you um, literally went from no tight ends to two like arguably pretty like in my opinion, those are guys that I like I would want them on my roster. You know, like Trey Burton's got some got some high upside. Uh that that might be a difficult situation for you to figure out after his bye week because you know, Ebron is just that that safety valve for Andrew Luck this year, and you know maybe when Jack Doyle comes back, he starts burting over Ebron moving forward. But I don't know what what's your thought process there.
1: I I kind of thought exactly what you're saying. Um, definitely play Ebron this week because Doyle won't be back, and Ty is going to be out, um, so he's going to be a target monster. And honestly, if we're being true to to football, Ebron sucks at football. He drops so many balls. Yeah. Luck doesn't have an issue repeatedly hammering him with targets, Uh, so and that's what you look for. You chase targets in fantasy
0: football. But let me ask you something though. You start, so this is now the problem that you have because you have Luck, Hilton, and Ebron, right? Yeah. But you start Trey Burton. You also have Allen Robinson uh right. do you think they could coexist in the same starting fantasy lineup or is it almost like they're they're going to be kind of taking turns from week to week and you're going to have to decide between one or the other
2: ah uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> let, let's be real it my whole life's a headache and that's one of them um Well, there's
0: a problem on the horizon. And my recommendation to you is, and this might be me hitting at a potential trade, but uh, I think there might be a trade that you and I can, you know, potentially work out here. So I I
1: would love to speak to a trade. I've actually been offered more trades in the past two days. than I have been all season.
0: So, well, Uh,
1: Things are getting interesting.
0: Uh, I think you are probably due for one at this point. And considering your own four, you got to shake things up a little bit. So
1: that's right. uh,
0: That's just my opinion, though. In general, though, looking at our matchup. uh, So, (laughs) I mean, I got to say, man, like, I got to admit at this point, just really frustrated with Leonard Fournette. Uh, He's a guy that, you know, I drafted at the end of the first round. And just literally, especially a hamstring problem, when you have a hamstring problem, like the, that doesn't go away. Like that's going to be with him for the entirety of the season. And he even had it, I think last year. So, um, I don't know, man, if he comes back and plays well, great. Uh, but regardless, this is probably my last year on Leonard Frenette, just because of that, those soft tissue, uh, injuries. It reminds me of Arian Foster.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And when, and when I saw the injury this weekend, I was wishing you were right next to me so I could ask you how about that uh, TJ Yeldon handcuff? Still not a believer?
0: uh still not a believer although (laughs) i might have a waiver claim in for him so (laughs) where's your waiver? i've got other options out there so
1: (laughs) hopefully you're high up on the waivers because i've heard other people may be on that train Uh,
0: i'm sure they are so that's that's kind (laughs) of why i brought it up here I, i don't expect him to drop to me however i i am one spot in front of you so you're you can't snag him from me at the very least
1: Oh, so you're 11th on the waiver wire.
0: <laughs> no, I'm lower. I'm like seventh, I think. So uh, I'm pretty sure I'm 12. I'm pretty sure you are too. Uh, yeah. Looking at this though, by the way, uh waiver system, not a fan uh, of the way it's set up. Uh, I, I'd be curious to see if people would be interested in going, fab. Um, going fab. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Uh, I did have that idea. Uh, before the season to Jimmy. Um, but he thinks it's too confusing for people. But honestly, that's that's what people do now in the modern fantasy football era. They use a fab budget. They don't do stupid waiver wires. It's dumb. Uh, they never make much sense. It's just that budget is more strategic. It's really not that hard to understand. And I think it helps those teams that have a glaring hole fill it faster.
0: Yeah. And it also keeps people from, you know, like doing three transactions on waivers Wednesday morning and just fl- like flipping their entire bench in one week kind of thing. So, right. um, I, I think it makes it a lot more strategic and free agent because free agency becomes a lot more fun. It kind of reminds me of how we did our baseball league this year. So, right. Absolutely. Um,
1: so, so looking at our matchup, I'm going to tell you, uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen. As I'm worried. As
0: I'm worried for both of us. I mean, I think we could honestly be the lowest scoring matchup. I mean, I've got Wilson against the Rams. You've got Hunt against the Jags.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, you've got the Vikings against Philly. Although, so I'm not a fan of Cook. I'm not really sure what you're going to do or if you're going to maybe throw an Ingram over him. But... Um, I actually like Diggs against Philly. Uh, I think I think he's gonna have a great game. Like you can't bench Stefan Diggs.
1: No. Nah. Um, well, have you looked at my lineup? I I only have one active receiver this week. What do you mean? I mean T Y is not playing, and Godwin and is A-Rod, he definitely not playing? Uh, almost a hundred percent. Frank Reich said it today that he yeah. highly doubts it. So he's out. Um, Allen Robinson and Godwin are on by and oh. Cobb is questionable. So I don't have three receivers. You're
0: gonna have to throw Cobb in. I have a well, Cobb didn't play this past week, but that was kind of a surprise call. So I have a feeling Cobb might play. But you're I mean, even so, even if he's not hundred percent, do you really want to throw him in there? Um, I gotta be I got a feeling you're gonna be on the waivers looking for uh for a wide balance so yeah, I just think I'm totally effed. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens and I think it's really anyone's game here despite how bad your your season started. So just for the sake of time, let's let's go ahead and move on here. So uh going into and we're we're saving the best for last, everyone, just uh just so you know. So do we wanna uh invite Andres in here for this? Or actually how about we come back to him? We'll do him we'll come second back, yeah. last. Yeah. Uh, so let's hit Caleb and Dennison here so that's a fun matchup. Okay. I feel like that's kind of like your that's kind of like your like red river rivalry in uh in our fantasy league here so uh a nice little rivalry going what right. do we th- what do we think about caleb's team uh I think he finally came back down to life like we were like we've been talking about for quite some time.
1: Yes, his team is one that we all saw sinking for a very long time, and it's going to sink fast. And my bold prediction is going to be that Caleb loses the next three games. I don't think his team is good at all. I think it's worse than my team. (laughs) I think it's bottom three in the league for sure. Um, Yeah.
0: Caleb's going to be pretty upset with you for saying that. But I agree. Like, I I mean, I don't know about losing the next three games, but – you know, and looking at his team, like, he literally, you know, Devontae Freeman's just about to come back, uh, Jalen Rashard, like, <laughs> it's Jalen Richard. Uh I mean, Devontae Adams, okay, Michael Crabtree, eh. Antonio Callaway's got some upside, but hasn't really shown it so far, Jimmy Graham is touchdown dependent, and... I mean, Caleb was acting like he was surprised that Ryan Fitzpatrick did not have a good week. Uh, I mean, dude, it, it, it was Chicago's like Chicago's defense, number yeah. one. Number two, it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, really, a lot of people saw this coming. And I'm pretty sure we said in our, our uh, episode last week that he should be starting Kirk Cousins over Fitzpatrick. I could be wrong, but... Um, you know, if I was him, obviously me having some Vikings bias too, I would have definitely been throwing Kirk Cousins into the into the starting lineup there.
1: For sure. I mean, the Bears are by and far the best defense, so it doesn't make a lot of sense to play them, play against I, them.
0: I don't even think it's worth talking about his team any longer, just because honestly, like, there's not really. I mean, real quick, Antonio Callaway, do, do you think he? ends up performing here, or do you think he continues just to kind of uh, kind of be a dead spot?
1: Uh, dead spot this week. I think it's going to be a rough, rough go of it because Jimmy Smith is coming back for Baltimore this week. Wow. Um, so they'll have two great corners now, and I don't really see any hope for him. But in the future, I think he, he has potential.
0: I think he's got potential in the future too. Uh, I think he's just – He's a slow learner, man. Like you saw yeah. it in hard knocks. He's just it's taking him a longer period of time to pick things up. Um so in my opinion, he's not really a guy that you're starting. He's more of a stash for the for the the home stretch of the season. So uh keep him on your roster, man, but you you're gonna have to try and find, you know, some talent here out in the free agency. Looking at looking at Dennison's team. How do we feel about Doug Baldwin? Do you think he is going to start coming back and, you know, as weeks go on, get healthier and and start putting up Doug Baldwin numbers again? Or do you think he's just going to be kind of hobbled all season?
1: Doug Baldwin numbers, no. Um, But numbers of starting lineup worthy, yes. I think he'll be borderline wide receiver two and three for the majority of the season, but definitely not a wide receiver one.
0: Would you start – like so, because obviously Dennison has Mike Evans, who's on bye, so right. you know, he's of course going to be normally going in his in his starting lineup. Would you other weeks though start Doug Baldwin over Keelan Cole, or Demarius Thomas or Geronimo Allison?
1: Um, all of them. Yeah. So you would start that'd... him
0: over all of those. Yeah, yeah I, I think Dennison's
1: pretty weak at receiver. Demarius Thomas is. Oh, my God. His career is going to go down to flames because of poor quarterback play the last two years. Um, Case Kim really bad at football. I, I did not expect him to be so bad.
0: He's not that bad. Did you? He missed that throw. He missed the throw. That, the was, bad. that, was, that was bad. That was bad. That was bad. But when you like you look at his his game overall, he I would argue he actually graded out pretty decent. He was um,
1: indecisive. He took a lot of sacks, and he <laughs> – He he stared down receivers and then was too scared to make a throw.
0: He'll be all right. Uh, He definitely had a bad game, but that's what you're going to get with Case Keenum. He's not always going to show up like a elite quarterback. Uh, He's not an elite quarterback. What he is is a game manager. He's a guy that, you know, when the run game's going, can typically manage the game. And, dude, to be honest, like, he makes that one throw – Denver probably wins that game. Right. Absolutely. Um, really I would, I would argue a lot of other teams, the way that Denver played, Denver wins. That was just a ridiculous showing by Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, I think that case Keenum's, you know, play is being dramatized as, as worse than it actually was. And, and you're going to see, I would say, I would argue this coming Sunday, um, Denver's going to go into the Jets and, and have a statement game. And I think Demarius Thomas is going to catch a touchdown on Sunday, too.
1: I would hope so. Um, I actually heard, I don't know if it's true, I haven't looked at the stats, that Keenum hasn't thrown a touchdown since week one. Is that actually true?
0: That is a great question. But you know what? Even part of that, though, is their running game. The running game has been so effective that yeah. why even throw – why even throw the ball? Well,
1: that's why they lost the game. Is They, uh, for no reason, abandoned the running game. It made no sense. That coach is bad.
0: <laughs> well, you know, and, and that was the worst tackling I've ever seen by any defense in the history of watching the NFL. And they're literally one of the worst defenses in the history of the NFL. Uh, I mean, they've got to price correct here a little bit, but um. Yeah, he threw three touchdowns against Seattle Week One, and then every every other game he's thrown one interception and no yeah. touchdowns. So that's definitely concerning. But I think people are getting on him a little too hard in the sense that he'll, he'll come he'll come back once he figures it out. But he's he's just going to need a little bit more time. You know when when did Keenum come in last year? He probably came in Week Three, I want to say, for the Vikings. Three. Yeah. So um give him a little bit more time. I wouldn't I wouldn't be out on him just yet.
1: Okay, okay
0: a little bit of a tangent there, but let's let's <laughs> go ahead and let's go ahead and move on. Um I, I guess oh. my my point was that I thought Demarius Thomas is a guy that, you know, shouldn't be overlooked for this week. And uh I would argue even putting him in over Geronimo Allison for this week.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, Allison got a concussion last game, didn't
0: he? I think he did, so I don't even know if he's going to play. Right,
1: right. Yeah, um, I agree. Even if he does play, I'd rather
0: play Demarius in that situation. Yeah, so hopefully Dennison is on the same page with us. Normally he is. And then, oh, by the way, Joe Mixon's coming back, right?
1: Um. Yes or no. Uh, <laughs> everybody thought yes. He thought yes. And then... Uh, coach Marvin Lewis sounded super not optimistic, so I don't know. He, he made it. He made a weird statement that basically said, yeah. a lot of people are more, more hopeful than he is."
0: Yeah, and that, uh, that might be a precautionary thing. I mean, at the end of the day, you don't mess around with um, knee injuries, and you're still only in week five. You're going against Miami. Yep. Geo Bernard's playing well. The offense is looking pretty, pretty solid. So, um, I think you, I think you got to sit him out again. And Absolutely. you know, maybe I could even see him sitting him out against Pittsburgh right after that, and then bringing him back against the Chiefs. So, I I don't uh, see them
1: benching him in a divisional matchup, but I do agree that they definitely should this week. Yeah,
0: take 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 the precautionary measure. I know that's Kellen right. Dennison, but. It'll help Dennison in the long term. He's got some nice running back depth, though. Carry uh, on Johnson, I like him. Uh, Joe Mixon, and then Le'Veon Bell's coming back earlier than we thought, so uh, he's gonna he's gonna have some nice reinforcements here. He just needs to stay afloat in the meantime.
1: I almost had a crazy trade worked out, a three team trade last week. Really, so Dennison was involved. Yes, it, it would have been mind boggling. You want to know what it was? Let's hear it. I was going to trade. Um, let me look at my team real quick. Allen Robinson and Kareem Hunt, I believe. Or maybe it was just Kareem. I think it was, it, it was Allen Robinson and Kareem Hunt for um, Jarvis Landry and David Johnson. And then I was going to flip David Johnson to Dennison for James Conner and Le'Veon Bell.
0: Wow. That would have been That would have been, been massive
1: yeah and then Tackett backed out. he was the, the, pro,
0: the, the problem Rams is with Connor. you going after Bell, especially at that time. it's like it wouldn't have helped me It wouldn't have helped you because you would have been out of it by the time you got him back right, right,
1: yeah, and James Connor's looked worse each week um so yeah, yeah i'm kind i'm in a sense, I'm kinda of glad it didn't happen, but
0: all right, let's move on here, so Jimmy, the commissioner going up against Nate here uh And I'm looking at this and Nate's team is, is really like, I mean, Alvin Kamara is just a beast. Uh, You don't even need to, he got like a really nice garbage time touchdown at the very end of the game there. Um, He really didn't need to, like that touchdown was, that shouldn't have happened really. (laughs) Um, I was watching that entire game and I was just like, wow. And, And really the Giants held him up for the, you know, pretty much the entire first half, and Kamara just came out the second half and just destroyed him. Uh, looking at his receivers, though, I mean, his receivers are holding up here. I know we keep saying every single week these guys are going to get hurt, but, I mean, Will Fuller could be out this week, but you're, you're going to start to see these guys get picked up at some point, and it's finally starting to show, I would argue.
1: Yeah, I agree. Fuller, it was his hamstring already, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so soft tissue injury.
1: Yep. And Keenan Allen had a knee issue in practice last week. So he's concerning, and his production has dipped consecutive weeks. Um, so I don't know. Keenan Allen's not been Keenan Allen so far. I, I expect it to come at some point, but I don't know. Maybe there's just too many mouths to feed.
0: I was really surprised. I thought the Chargers pass offense was just going to completely – wreak havoc last week uh against the uh against the forty niners and forty ers didn't do terrible. Uh even CJ Befford, you know, got like eighteen fantasy points. Uh but they held their own to a certain extent. Uh, Melvin Gordon still balled out, but that's because it's Melvin Gordon. <clears throat> Outside of that though, um I don't know you if know that was funny? a product of the Chargers receivers or the product of the 49ers defense just kind of stepping up there.
1: I, I think it's funny. Uh, Melvin Gordon balling out is not a term we would have seen or, or we're used to with him because he's not a baller, hasn't been. He's a volume guy, and that's the only reason he puts up fantasy. Knowledge. Right,
0: right. But this year,
1: he has been awesome. He's playing like, well. Yeah, He's actually a baller.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's, he's playing well, and they're starting to even give more of a workload to uh, Austin Eagler. I think I'm saying his name right um and maybe that's helping you know getting that change of pace back guy coming in and and allowing Melvin Gordon to be a little more fresh maybe that's you know increasing his overall efficiency and you know the Saints running back uh you know committee last year is you know case in point that you know two two quality running backs that can both be potentially playable in fantasy can coexist in one backfield right and that, that might be why you're seeing the Chargers receivers taking a little bit of hit in production as well. Because, uh, I mean, you even look at uh, this bench here, and Mike Williams is, is sitting on Nate's bench, and he didn't do anything either. So, um, you know, I think these running backs are really going to take away opportunities from these, these wide receivers, making them all risky plays on a week-to-week basis.
1: Yeah, especially in a game like that where they're such heavy favorites. Um and they were able to ride the running game almost the whole way. They didn't really need to to pass it much.
0: Looking over on Jimmy's side of the side of this here, Sterling Shepard, I think we talked about him last week, how we really like him, you know, yeah. every, each and every week while Evan Ingram is out. Um, but the one one thing that sticks out to me here is uh Jordy Nelson and He had another pretty good week. I mean, do we think Jordy Nelson – it looks like Jimmy's got confidence in playing Jordy Nelson moving forward, and I'm debating on starting him in my other league. Is he a guy that you can put into your starting lineup week to week?
1: It would scare me and not make me feel comfortable, but (laughs) he's performed. I mean, and when you look on Jimmy's team, his other options are Funchess and Goodwin. So I feel better, I think, about Jordy Nelson, maybe – and those two?
0: Well, I think what scares you off is just, you know, what he did the first two weeks, but you got to think about not only his matchups those first two weeks, but also Derek Carr trying to get, th- get in the rhythm, figure things out, you know, figure out who he's got chemistry with. Uh, Amari Cooper's going to be there, but I feel like they've developed a little bit more more rapport here. And it was almost like after week two, Gruden was like, we need to get the ball in Jordy Nelson's hands more often. Uh, so I, I like the matchup, at least for this week, going up against that Chargers secondary. Um, they haven't looked, uh, you know, superior by any means. And I think he can definitely expose them.
1: Yeah, there's there's uh, old John Gruden saying, who's the oldest receiver on the team? Make sure he gets
0: <laughs> the ball. Exactly. <laughs> and 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 oh, by the way, he he looks like he's 28 again, or whatever that comment was. So. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like Jordy at least for this week, and I'm I'm curious to see what happens. But uh, that can be a player that's certainly trending upwards, and uh, just putting a bow on this matchup here. It looks like Jimmy uh, has got a little bit of a running back situation here with Chris Carson maybe he tries to work with Nate after this week and picking up Rashad Penny as, as some insurance. Uh, do you think that would be a smart move, or do you think Rashad Penny can even be considered insurance at this point based off of what happened last week?
1: Nope. Um, he was passed on the death chart by Mike Davis, um, and then <clears throat> Pete Carroll came out today saying he thinks it should be a three-headed monster, which Pete Carroll is notorious for lying about what he's actually going to do. Oh yeah. So who knows if that's true? <laughs> um but I have Penny in a ten teamer and I'm thinking of dropping him. So um yeah, I don't know. He's he's not looking good right now.
0: Yeah, I'm not really sure what to do with Penny either. I think he is talented and I think that at some point he's going to be a good running back in the NFL, but he's just been struggling, you know, right from the get-go and I don't know. I read some weird article about how he's got like some crazy attachment with his family and like he has to be with his family at all times to like, you know, which is not like crazy for someone to like, you know, feel that way. But like <laughs> it, it it's kind of like a, it's kind of almost like obsessive and he's got like kind of like some personality, like his personality doesn't come out unless he's like around his family or something weird like that. You have to look it up. It's It's kind of interesting, but also a little a little concerning in my eyes. But I mean, he's been like that his entire life, and just balled out at every single level too. So, you know, uh, he's either going to be really special or he's going to be a bust. And right now, he's trending right. more, trending more towards a the bust these days. So, yeah, uh, I agree. Let's go ahead and look at uh, Lennon and Carl here. Have you talked to Andres at all?
1: Uh, yeah, he said he will be at the ready.
0: Okay. Um, so let's do Carl and, and Lennon here real quick. Going yeah. into this matchup, I mean, this is really like the toilet bowl as well. Um, <laughs> like, honestly, I'm sure you're rooting for – I don't even know who you would who be rooting for. I Carl. guess Lennon. Lennon's team put up some points last week, though. How did that even happen?
1: Um, Man – Did I get shit on or what? Uh, (laughs) Lennon, I think, set the highest scoring, uh, highest score in our league for the last three years or something like that. I mean, that was absurd. (laughs) Um, That was just stupid. And that was all while Antonio Brown was average. And Jordan Howard put up two points. Yeah. That was ridiculous. Uh, Man, I I don't even know. Uh, (laughs) The one o'clock games when I saw James White get in for the second time to the end zone,
0: Yeah, I knew it was over. I mean, Cooper Cup balled out. Both yeah. of his quarterbacks put up great points. Derek Carr, Carson Wentz. I mean, he's got a good quarterback situation going for the most part. Uh, that's actually – I'm curious to see if he tries to hold on to Jared Cook while Jordan Reed uh, is in his starting spot. I don't know if that's going to last. Uh, obviously, with Jordan Reed's injury pass, but – I mean, I would, I would think about even starting Jared Cook over Reed, you know, just straight up with both of them healthy. So what do you think? Do you think Reed still deserves a start, especially going against New Orleans this week?
1: Um, I don't know. Jared Cook has a great uh, chemistry with Derek Carr. So I, I don't really know why Lennon continues to put him on the bench. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And also, I've talked to Lennon about trades a lot, and he is much more willing to move Jared Cook than Jordan Reed. Actually, he's pushing Jared Cook, which I don't really understand. Um, Jordan Reed has all kinds of scary scenarios surrounding him, Uh, injuries. So I I don't get that, and I think that's an unwise move by him. But, yeah, I I would go with Jared Cook over Jordan Reed.
0: I I agree. So looking over at Carl's team. Oh, boy. I mean, Carl's team is just – he's got, like, all kinds of, like, young talent too uh he's just his team looks like it's it's young it's uh trending upwards like just across the board with the exception of his quarterback situation he's looking great uh do you I think don't know. that i i i mean look at it like DeAndre Hopkins, Emmanuel Sanders, Tyler Boyd, I think those are all wide receivers viable um i, I think Zachary. those four
1: those four are good but I don't like anything else. Uh, Alex Collins, Harbaugh is pissed at him, and rightfully <laughs> so. Alex Collins cannot hold on to a football. He, yeah. How do you not understand, after so many opportunities, how to hold on to a damn football? Like, You can be sure that now, if we weren't already, that 95% of the time, Alex Collins will not be getting the goal line work because he keeps fumbling. So that's a bad situation. Yeah. LaShawn McCoy... He's not even starting there. That's a bad situation. Um, and Alex Smith and Tannehill are, are not good. I'd be worried. I mean, I think- I'm,
0: I'm uh, like, I, I like some of his players on his team. Like, actually, I think this is me kind of showcasing Carl's players saying, like, yo, trade some of your players because there's people <laughs> interested um, to balance out your team a little bit because he needs to. Hello? Hey, Andres. What's up? How's hey, it going? what's going on? Uh, so actually me and Derek's first recording went all the way, um, through, I guess the, the first allotment that you can do that at. So we were right in the middle of breaking down a matchup and I figured since considering we were closing in on your matchup as well, next, just invite you in right okay. now. And then, uh, I'm, I'm going to let you guys actually spearhead that completely. Cause I got to plug my phone in and charge it before it dies. Um, but, So we were just – actually, Derek's texting me right now. We were really just talking about the matchup between Carl and Lennon. Any insight there on your Yeah, battle for the
2: basement. It was a very interesting matchup this week. Uh, I really wasn't – Sure, what to expect? Uh, or, or I'm sorry, is this for this is for week five? Right? Yeah, week
0: five. Just looking up coming. I mean, but but looking back as well with Lennon, like Lennon coming out and putting, we were kind of all shitting on his team the last couple of weeks. Lennon coming out and putting up like over 200 with points with good reason, though. <laughs> yeah, with good reason, hundred um, percent. Um,
2: very interesting. I I really wasn't expecting him to come out and score <laughs> 200 plus points, but you know. A broken clock is right twice a day. So um, I think the Cooper Cup game really sort of spearheaded his team. It's was very interesting to see him score 40 points. But, you know, the Rams probably have the best offense in the league. So, <laughs> um, yeah, and, I mean, look, and looking at his team, Carson Wentz, Kenny Galladay, Antonio Brown, Cooper Cup—it's not awful. Yeah, uh, I could see them, you know, going maybe picking up a few games, maybe ending up close to five hundred. This team
0: definitely seems scrappy. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna cut this real quick and we'll resume because I I guess Derek didn't receive the invite to this one. So I'll I'll shoot it back sure. over.
2: Hello. Hello.
0: All right, cool. So I think Derek's in now. Awesome, uh, So we're just going to pick back up. So I think um, Lennon was just kind of, you know, walking through uh, – or I'm sorry, Andres was just kind of walking through Lennon's team uh, and really talking about how he thinks he could pick up a few more games here. Uh, Andres, before uh, before you join, though, we were also talking about Carl's team. I actually like where Carl's team is trending. Um but Derek was also putting Alex Collins on blast there as well. You think Alex Collins is a viable option over there here, Andres?
2: Uh, Book Allen's getting a lot of the red zone work. So in terms of carries, I mean, he's definitely getting anywhere from ten to carry ten. I'm sorry, ten to twenty carries a game. But in terms of fantasy production, it's kind of limited. So I see what Derek's saying there. But I do like his wide receiving core: Hopkins, Sanders, Boyd, Zacherts. Um, Philip Lindsay is going to be top, I think a uh, maybe like a low end RB two. So it's not the worst team I agree. possible. I don't know.
0: Yeah. We got to Derek, we got to bite our tongue a little bit. We were not crediting Philip Lindsay a, enough. I think after watching him last night, he's got, he's got some nice speed. Uh, he's super <laughs> agile and he's just a gamer, man. So, um, the guy can definitely play. I know we were talking about how he he already had the workload, um, but he there, there's a reason why, and um, we get it. We get to kind of eat our words there because he he's a little bit better than than we initially uh, gave him credit for.
1: Yeah, the guy's got an unbelievable chip on his shoulder. They were saying during the game that he went undrafted and that every team was calling him after the draft to <laughs> sign him and then it just pissed him off, and he was so mad, he almost didn't sign with anyone because he was so pissed off. I'm just sitting here thinking, wow, this guy has some serious ego, but uh, I think it's helped him.
0: Yeah. Uh, Looking at that running back situation, though, uh, considering you're down on Alex Collins, would you start LaShawn McCoy over Alex Collins?
2: No. Shady's done, man. He might as well be dropped. I agreed. Sorry, LaShawn, but I think his time's over, I think uh, if I had to if i are making the decision between Alex Collins and Leshawn McCoy, Alex Collins, 10 out of 10. Every yes, sir. Cool. I never thought I'd say that one.
0: <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what, see what, see what happens with shady, but I, I have no faith in within him at this point. So
2: it's more of his team than him. I think if you on a different team, I might think differently, but
0: he seems a little old at this point <sighs> though, too. Um, he just, he just kind of seems like he's, he's lost his step. Uh, I'd have to look at the tape a little bit more, but he's he's definitely not the same player that he was a couple of years ago.
1: He's not, but Chris Ivory in on third down rather than Rashad.
0: <laughs> I don't understand that at all. It's just dumb. <laughs> it makes I think they just they also don't have they don't like him either. Um, right. So, uh, all right, I'm going to let you uh, go ahead and Andre spearhead looking at your matchup between Kuhar. Why don't you why don't you take us away here?
2: Yep. Eric, what do you think? What are, What are you thinking about your matchup here? Um, we're We're looking
1: at your matchup.
2: Oh, matchup. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm playing core this week, aren't I? Let's see here. Uh I don't know, man. Just looking at the teams right now. I mean, he. I guess he has better running backs, but looking at my team, I feel pretty confident in every other position. I mean. Wide receiver, definitely. Tight end, definitely. Quarterbacks, 100%. I mean, he, his second quarterback, it, I don't think he even has a second quarterback on his he team. So uh, I'm feeling pretty confident about this one. I'm thinking 135 to – I'm thinking he barely cracks 100 here, maybe 105, 110. What do you think?
1: Uh, I I think I think he goes over. I think he puts up 120s, but you, your team – Oh man, I think they'll beat them handedly. Um, the Falcons are going to be in a shootout with Pittsburgh, so that bodes well. And then you have Houston against Dallas, which I think Houston will wipe the floor and should run the ball a lot.
2: Really, you think you think Dallas is really that I, of a crack Dallas
1: is terrible. Like I don't really understand how they have two wins. In all honesty. Um.
2: I think they have a decent defense and Ezekiel Elliott keeping the game, but I agree with you. I don't think they're like a good team. No, no.
1: no I think no. Houston's way better.
2: Really? Even though they're what 0 and four at they're this not. point? No, or wait, no, one to three. They won last yep. week.
1: Yep. The Colts gave them a win. Yeah.
2: Literally had them um, win. Um, interesting. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it was not an it was not a pretty game at all. Who the heck is Q T anyway? He blew up that game. But anyway. Um, looking at this game, I'm not really seeing anything that I'm scared about. I mean, he's kind of got tough matchups anyway. He's got a few players on by. He's got a lot of bears and bucks. So, yeah, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but last week I thought Nate was going to beat me. He did. I think I'm going to beat Kuhar pretty pretty handily this week.
1: I, I think you will as well. And, and while we're sitting here and looking at the fact that Kuhar has a running back in his offensive player spot, I really want to hit this point that next year the plan, and it should stay course, is to transition from two quarterbacks to a one-quarterback league. Uh, Two
2: quarterbacks
1: in a 12-team league is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, If anybody has a quarterback that tears his ACL or is benched or something, their season's pretty much over. So we just need to get away from that, turn the OP into a flex, and call it
2: done. Agreed. I mean, it's just it's there's no point. I mean, if you don't get good quarterbacks in the draft, you're done for the season. It's just... And it kills. Honestly, it messes up our draft because we're drafting quarterbacks early, yeah. But, but yeah, it, I don't know. I think we should go one quarterback. I, I 100% agree there.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you do. And, and also, while we're looking at Kuhar's, do you believe in Corey Davis? Is his 31-point game a sign of things to come?
2: Well... I think it's interesting to look at. I mean, Marcus Mariota was his quarterback for the whole game, right? Yeah. He was pretty much playing the whole game. So I think it's important to look at that because the last few weeks when he hadn't been performing as well, Blaine Gabbard hadn't been in because Marcus Mariota was injured. So as of right now, with the small sample size we have, I think Corey Davis is definitely some, an interesting player to have. But like I said, small sample size, not really sure what to expect. Uh, if you were on my team, I'd definitely start him, though, because he is – with Marcus Mariota as a quarterback, is giving me no reason not to. Plus, they were playing against a pretty good defense. So, yeah, I mean, as of today, I think Corey Davis is a pretty good player to have on your team. Agreed. Agreed.
1: Mark, you still there?
0: Yes, I am still here, but I'm at that point where uh, I have to charge my phone and take out the headphones <laughs> because if my phone is about to die – and I guess once I take off my headphones here. and put my charger back in, good to see, good to have you back here, Andres. Nice. One, I was just saying, once I have my, once I take my headphones out and put my charger in, I can't talk, even though I can still hear you guys. Uh, I can't respond back, and then when I put the headphones back in, I, I can't respond back as well. So I have to, stupid, I have to out it. but I, I think it's just more, more so the app um, than anything, but also. Yes. I need to start using my wireless headphones as well. And that should help. Um, Cause then I can charge and do my headphones at the same time, or I should just charge my phone before we uh, <laughs> make sure I have enough battery before we get started for once. Um, <laughs> but, but two, two notables. I'll say this Corey Davis. I like him. I would start him every week at this point. He is a guy that's just getting mad volume. I think Andre's, uh, you bring up a great point though, that, if Mariota's not in, that's a that you can't start him every week. But as long as Mariota is healthy, you start Corey Davis uh, every single week just because of the the usage rate. I mean, literally they throw the ball, it's going to him at that at that at this point in that offense. And I get that. You're you're gonna he's gonna draw more attention, but Buffalo's secondary sucks. So um I think Corey Davis yep. is gonna have a good week. I do think that um, this is the point where Kukar starts to not check his lineup though. And yep. he makes the mistake of not finding someone to replace the Jackson. And this is the beginning of the end for Kuhar's season. <laughs> um,
2: I guarantee you someone will send him a text, um, just to make him yeah. change his lineup though. So, you, wanna, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I, I'm not sure what to really expect. It's always a, wild card playing yeah. this team so goodness. uh the
0: one thing though is the one thing i so going back to matt Burita, uh talk about how high we all or at least you and i were i want to say i brought him up before we had had you onto the podcast injury and then you have him but yeah um he's good man but he's he's you know the problem is that he's got the shoulder thing yeah. um and i got a feeling he's and probably not gonna going down.
2: Yeah, and Jimmy Garoppolo going down, I mean, it's really – since we recorded that episode, it, it, it's really not been anything good for the Niners. I mean, Matt Breda hyper thing his knee and Jimmy Garoppolo going down is only going to hurt him. Well, no, Breda's so, still I mean, doing
0: well, though. Like, he, he's literally, he like okay. – Talk about – I mean, he's, he's top five rushing yards amongst running backs in the NFL right now. Top five. Um, and I actually – when I'm looking at your running back situation – I still like Breedham more than I like Lamar Miller uh, at this point. However, I like Lamar Miller's matchup this week as long as Sean Lee doesn't play. If Sean Lee plays, I would bench Lamar Miller. That's how high that that's that's how much I think Lamar Miller is matchup dependent at this point in his career.
1: Not not when the other running back's Kenyon Drake.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, if I guess you <laughs> if you don't have another option besides Kenyon Drake, then yeah, I guess you you're not really <laughs> Yeah, you don't you don't really have a choice.
2: Um, okay, my wide receivers will carry me to the championship. We'll see, we'll Ooh, see about that. that.
1: Oh man, to the championship, to the playoffs, yes, championship.
2: Oof. Matt Stafford
0: and Cam Newton are those guys that just you know they'll go out and put twenty five points one week and then seven the next. So, uh, all right, so let's just move on for from for from a time standpoint here. So let's let's hit the uh, final matchup. Um, you know, really want to address, actually, I'm going to let you guys do bold predictions first, and then we'll save the final matchup for very last. Keep my phone charged. All right. (laughs) And then,
1: uh, you, uh, still thinking voicemails?
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to, going to have to figure that out. It actually doesn't give me the option for voicemail. So I got to figure that out when I hang up here. Hold on one second. All right.
1: Okay. All right. What is the verdict, Mark?
2: Sorry, I'm here, guys.
1: Okay. I'm not hearing Mark. So
0: Well no, can you hear me? Yes. There you are. Oh nice. So I guess I don't have to do this with my headphones. That saves us a lot of problems. Um so yeah, how about we let let's hit that final matchup then and then we'll go into bold predictions. Perfect. So Jack and what do we got here? Tack it. Jack oh boy. Protected. This he's is this is Titans. Yeah, right. Um I mean this could be your preview of the uh fantasy league championship because and the the cool thing is Jack even has Devontae Freeman looks like coming back.
2: So he's starting him too.
0: Yeah, he's already got him in there. That that's a fun matchup. Um the one thing I would say just about again, I think he's he's just kind of going to have an up and i mean his team like you would think we were talking about this a couple weeks ago Derek that he's going to have those weeks where everyone kind of just throws up a dud but uh amari cooper has been a little bit more reliant than we I, i guess initially thought brandon cooks is brandon cooks michael thomas is michael thomas um i don't know man like it's hard His to find quarterback, a quarterback, Drew
2: Brees and Matt Ryan. God, how did he get that trade with Kuhar? I'm still mad about that. That just ruined this league year, honestly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, You know what? Drew Brees and Matt Ryan, their division has such an easy schedule. Their, their inner division defenses are awful, and they're playing the AFC North, who all of them except the Ravens have terrible defenses. So – his quarterbacks are seriously going to thrive all year.
0: I feel bad for whoever plays uh, him week 12. It's probably me um, because Drew Brees and Matt Ryan play each other week 12. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, it's Carl. It's okay. So that's just like a, that's like a win right there. Um, oh, it's Carl. <laughs> it's Carl? Yeah, Carl's done. Yeah. Especially given his record already. Uh, one, one player I wanted to highlight though, obviously we're not starting, you know, this guy over anyone in his starting lineup just cause it's so stacked, but Aaron Jones, do we think Aaron Jones is for real or is he just going to kind of have a fluky game, you know, every couple weeks here?
2: I'll never start a re- green Bay running back. I'm really not starting anybody on the Green Bay except Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Graham. And Devontae Adams. So pretty much the three things relevant players. I don't here. even feel confident with exactly. Jimmy Graham. Yeah, <laughs> I was just gonna say I'm not. I don't have full confidence in Jimmy Graham.
1: No, no, not at all. Um,
2: this year in tight ends, um, it's kind of hard to be picky, but I, I see what you're saying.
1: I think Aaron Jones shows potential, but I think he's gonna be sporadic. I think it's gonna be hard to know when he's gonna explode. Is he the best running back there? Yes, um, but I would. Jack's running back situation, I would never start Aaron Jones.
0: I would never start him either. I think he – I mean, the thing about it is you probably just keep him on your bench. Um, He's a good enough player that maybe you don't trade away because Devontae Freeman, another older running back, he could end up re-injuring himself. And if that happens, at least you got Aaron Jones to slide back in there. Uh, but I actually, you'd have to decide between Aaron Jones and Adrian Peterson. Let's say Devontae Freeman does get hurt in the future. Who are you guys starting, Aaron Jones or Adrian Peterson?
2: Adrian. Peterson. Chances
1: are by that time, Adrian Peterson is also hurt.
2: Right. Oh, my God. He's already questionable for this your, week. Aaron, yeah, he was in a. You and your Adrian Peterson Dude, man. I, Come on. hate Adrian Peterson.
1: I'm a realist. And he either can't carry for very good yardage. Or he's hurt, and he's old. I mean, he was the boot last week. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah.
0: I I just don't think his body's holding up uh, for the season. Like, no, we said this at the beginning of the season. It's starting to happen. Um, so I I, just, I probably think that Aaron Jones is probably going to be your guy. Maybe try and trade Adrian oh. Peterson.
2: I just cannot stomach starting any sort of Green Bay player besides those three I mentioned. I, I think if I were in the position where I'd have to start Aaron Jones, I'd rather fucking go for a trade or something like that because there's no way I would feel good about doing oh, that. Oh, he
1: has tried. He has tried. <laughs> look.
2: Oh, is that right? Look on the. the um, <laughs> what's that?
1: Andres and Jack today, all day trying to get Cream Hunt off my hands. <laughs>
2: Do not trade him, no matter what you do, man. Come on, don't make his team better as now.
1: I'm holding on to him. Actually, I'm,
2: I think
0: I would love to see him get Kareem Hunt because if Derek traded Kareem Hunt and Jack, then Jack's going to have to give up something pretty big too.
1: Uh, he
0: A quarterback, I would argue. and He,
1: a, he would not. The way Jack works is that he will trade you bench bodies but will not trade any of his starting lineup, which –
2: Right, because he wants to have the best starting line right. Possible, he won't get That's, it that's why the deal
1: stalls. If Breeze or Matt Ryan were included, it would happen. But um, he was trying to do Devontae Freeman and Alshon for Kareem Hunt and Godwin. Oh, uh, so, and that's I honestly, it's not terrible, but it's like not worth me blowing no. up my team.
2: No. Not worth you making him the basically the it, incumbent. It character. is giving you like two injured. Won. Yeah,
0: I mean, Alshon, even though Alshon's healthy, is a guy that could get hurt next week, kind of thing. Uh, they're two older players. You don't want to trade for older players as you approach the midpoint of the season, you will only trade for younger, in my opinion,
1: right? You don't want you don't want Freeman or AP, both of them are so injury prone. Kittle is brittle.
2: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh, Oh, nice, dude. Joke of the week right there. I've
1: heard that at a time or two. Uh, And Alshon, I just don't want. He's hurt all the time. So,
2: yeah.
0: Looking at Tackett's side, uh, what is he doing at tight end? I mean, OJ Howard's out. Jack Doyle's out.
1: Olsen's on IR.
0: Olsen's on IR. Like... Any, t- any tight end that Tackett touches just automatically gets hurt. He dies. <laughs> he He's going to have to pick up someone, but there's nope. he- he's going to have to drop. He's going to have to like either drop OJ Howard or Jack Doyle, or he- he's got to yeah. drop someone. I- I'm assuming he's dropping Robbie Anderson. Um...
1: And holds on to four tight ends?
2: Yeah, that's kind of – I would drop uh, OJ Howard, honestly. Yeah, I probably would, too.
1: Him and Winston do not have chemistry.
0: No. Well they it's not that they don't have chemistry, but Winston just like sucks. Like he just, it's not just O. J. Howard with him. It's kinda like that entire team and basically Jameis comes in and just tries to force the ball to Mike How- or Mike Evans all day. So
2: Yeah. Jameis Winston only has chemistry with Uber drivers, am I right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I hope Jameis heard that. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the thing is, Mike Evans is probably the only beneficiary in that entire offense. Everyone else sees a downgrade, in my opinion.
1: Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, Jameis Winston is not better than Fitzpatrick. I don't care if Fitzpatrick throws three picks. He will find a way to get everybody involved in terms of fantasy.
2: That's ridiculous. At this point, Ryan Fitzpatrick is 36, almost 37 years old. We know who he is you have to start Jameis Winston. He was number one overall pick in 2015. The kid's 24 years young. He's our age. Like, you have to let him start to play. And, I mean, worst case scenario, he gets – you know what you have in him and you can – I agree.
0: I think you have to play Jameis, but it sucks because he's just not that good. Um, Right. Like, you have to play him, but he's not that good. But he's the face of your franchise. Like (laughs) – you have to. Um, you
1: don't want, I mean, he's a sexual predator.
0: <laughs> he's not, he's not, he's not an ideal leader. Uh I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. That's one way to say it. <laughs> that's what
1: yes. I hate so, Jim as a person and as a football player.
0: Anything else about Tackett's team here though? I mean, feeling just, I think feelings have going to have another great game. Uh
1: Tackles one. Injury.
0: Mahomes. Mahomes going against Jacksonville though, and he's got Jags defense. How is that going to play out?
2: Uh, you already know how I feel about Mahomes. The kid's a the kid's a boss. If anybody's going to d- kill this defense, is going to be Patrick Mahomes.
1: Anybody? You'd pick him over anybody.
2: So who who would you pick over Who would you pick over Patrick Mahomes at this point? Who's played better than Patrick Mahomes quarterback wise? The kid still doesn't have a th- interception. He's, got, he's got more left handed throws than interceptions. Oh right. my
1: god! He should have had a pick. There was a ball floating in the air that the the Broncos corners dropped.
2: Well, you know what? He's played well against every single defense he's played against. Every single you know what makes him special though
0: is. His arm strength combined with his ability to extend plays like.
2: And he's smart. The kid, the kid's the future. I'm telling but you, he,
0: he is just like, I, I haven't seen those kinds of plays since Michael Vick, like literally where he can just scramble and create a whole new play. And he also has the arm strength to on the run, throw the ball, 40 yards downfield in the exact spot that he needs to get it to, to make the play. It's just,
2: well, he was a baseball player before he was a football player. He only started playing football the last two years of his college career. I mean, he just knows how to throw a ball like the kids. I'm telling you, Jacksonville. But to be able out.
0: to throw it that far and that accurate on the run is just that's yeah. that's why he's special.
1: Um, he's he's a stupid good player.
0: He he honestly like if he keeps this up, he is the future of the NFL. He is the guy. Um, and it's, it's fun to watch. It's it's super fun to watch. I, I hope he keeps it up just for, just for you know, pure entertaining. Inter- entertaining.
2: Well, if you guys remember, the last time I was on the show, I predicted that Patrick Mahomes is going to have the highest scoring season ever, yeah. which isn't that bold of a prediction for a quarterback, but I'm sticking with it. I think he is going to tear it up this year.
0: So, Austin Eklar, would you guys play Austin Eklar over – Ben Roethlisberger or Mitch Trubisky in the future if Roethlisberger is on the road.
2: No. (sighs) Go ahead, Derek.
1: Yeah, no, no. Um, In unless you have a great option at the OP, I would always play two quarterbacks. Now, I probably played Trubisky
0: though, like not not this week, obviously because he's on bye. But
1: okay, I thought you were saying playing Eklund over both Roethlisberger and Trubisky.
0: That well, I'm just I'm just saying. Would you do that, or would you consider? Because m- my thing is, I think Trubisky is for real, but there's there's plenty of people out there that would
2: argue he's not. It was a fluke game. I I'm kind of on the side of the fluke game. Me I mean, just look at his. You have to look at his resume, man. I mean, just just taking a look at it, I, I realize he did have five passing touchdowns, but. He was playing against probably the worst pass defense in the league. I'm just not seeing it. I I, I don't know. He's yeah. young I know. though.
0: Like he is. He's actually. I mean, he's the same age as Mahomes, right? And nowhere on the same level. But he he's going to be a guy. He's he's going to. I would argue his he ends up having a better career than Jameis Winston, right? Um, Jameis Winston.
2: Well, I mean, I know we're all crapping on Jameis Winston, but we have to remember the kid had a good season year before last. He, they, they drafted him number one overall for a reason. I I don't know. I don't think I don't think, going he's back to terrible, Trubisky,
0: but I think Trubisky is significantly better. Uh, and that's 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 how high I am on Trubisky. I'm not saying he's top five quarterback, or you know, I, I would argue he's probably in your top fifteen though. Uh,
2: I think let me put good. it to you this way. Let me put it to you this way if you switch Mitch Trubisky and Jameis Winston and put Jameis Winston on the Bears, I think you could see him having the same amount of success that Mitch Trubisky with weapons. I disagree, weapons and I disagree
0: completely. I actually I, well. I think that Winston would put up similar, if not worse, numbers. And I think that if you flipped it and put Trubisky on the Bucks offense, that Trubisky would
2: play better than Winston. Mm, We'll see. (laughs) We'll come back to this. We'll we'll see. We'll see who. uh, I mean, honestly, Jameis Winston's not going to have a great year, but I think he'll put up enough numbers where you could say if he had Allen Robinson and Jordan Howard in that that Bears defense, like he would play better. But we'll see. My original
0: point though was just I think Tackett should trade Eagler to like a Caleb or someone that really needs a running back because Eklar does is a guy that you could potentially throw in there.
1: No, look look at his team. I I argue that Tackett's one injury away from his season being over. is zero depth. It's true.
0: I mean, he just needs to move on from his tight ends. Like he's being, he's he's like a he's just attached to holding all these tight ends.
1: Yes. Like he, he makes very.
2: He loves he loves them tight ends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, that's just Tackett's. Tack
0: <laughs> literally,
2: he's an ass man.
1: <laughs> he's an ass man. He likes four of them.
2: <laughs> I mean, who does? Yeah, come on. He's, I I got your Tech, bracket, you. Don't worry. You need to make a decision on your tight ends.
0: Okay, just move on. <laughs> move on from the tight ends. Just fucking pick something. Figure something else out. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I think we've covered really most of this matchup here. Uh, how about we move to bold predictions and wrap things up?
1: Yeah. Okay. okay. So did we get any uh, any word? Are we gonna be able to get those voicemails yeah. in?
0: Uh, it doesn't. For some reason, it doesn't. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know why I'm hoping, I can't pull him up now.
1: I'm hoping it'll let you add them late. I know I sent in three.
0: <laughs> I know I saw it. Um, I don't. I don't know how to. Like, there's literally no option. So
1: weird. There's just. Right. Uh,
0: they're there. I have a you know, few bold predictions ready. So. The, the They're there. files are there. I just can't play it right now.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like after.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yes.
1: Like last time. Yeah. So, yes. Do you remember the gist of them? Because uh, once we I
0: didn't do, to oh, hold on. Let me go listen to them right now, and then we'll wrap things up with bold predictions and talk about the voicemails.
1: Okay. All right. So I'd like to take a moment here to note the fact that. After offering Caleb trades for any of his tight ends for the past three and a half weeks, he has gone ahead and dropped two out of three of them to the wave wire today. These trades that I've offered him are as recent as this morning. What the hell, Caleb? I do not understand what your game plan is here, why you would rather drop players and let it be a free-for-all, Than pick somebody from another player's team to replace them with. That makes no sense to me. And I know you love the whole wild card um, attitude, I guess. But, frankly, I'm annoyed. So, I go into Thursday night football. Dalvin Cook, Stephon Diggs versus Cooper Cup. I know Dalvin Cook is a risky play, but... Fuck it, I don't have any other options here. Jared Goff has a perfect passer rating at the end of the game, and Cooper Cup has a career day. What the fuck is happening?
2: This is not
1: my season.
0: Okay. Uh, so the thing about Caleb is pretty funny, and that's that is Caleb. Fix him here. Just- kind of running the wild card theme and <laughs> dropping dropping the tight ends, uh, dropping his players versus trading MTL.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I'm assuming the voicemail's already played before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was furious about that and annoyed. And what happened? Confused. Basically, Andres, my voicemail was me ranting because... I had made Caleb trade offers for four weeks in a row um, for one of his tight ends and <laughs> continuously would offer and he would deny and deny. And he had three of them, three good tight ends. And then on, I think it was like Tuesday of last week, I made him an offer. And next thing I know, I look at the waiver wire and he dropped Eifert and Burton and
2: well, if it makes you feel better, Tyler Eifer basically lost his foot last this week. This is ripping pieces. This is true.
1: But so, I was just, I sent a voicemail in because I was furious because it makes no sense for Caleb to drop a player when he could have basically picked a player off my bench that I would have given him. And I ended up getting Burton anyways off the waiver wire. But it just, it, I was so just frustrated by typical. Caleb.
0: Well, Tackett's tack at it again with me. It's just again, like, you know, league league etiquette. Uh, yep. sending him trades and just not not even a response. Not even not even a decline, just letting it sit. Yes. I
2: tried I try to trade with Jimmy sometimes. He just stonewalls me. Nothing. No response. Let <laughs> some expire and that's, commissioner.
0: that's the worst. That's, and yeah, coming from your commissioner, you can do a better commissioner.
2: It's rude. I'm honestly offended, Jimmy. I don't know what I did to you, but I'm sorry, man. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Better etiquette than that.
0: Um, and then just the other voicemail was Derek complaining about. Um,
2: what a surprise. Yeah, Derek complaining. It's, it's been
0: a rough year. Cooper Cup and Jared Goff going off oh, yeah. uh, on Thursday. <laughs> and,
2: that was and a great thought, game.
0: He thought he had a chance to come back in that game. And it was just every single player just completely destroyed Derek in his matchup. So, again, Derek's 0-4, <laughs> and he lost by like 100 points this week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it could not have been rougher. It was. It was not a hundred. It was more like, I think I. I think because of Kareem I lost by like fifty. But it was rough. You know, the only
0: person to leave <laughs> messages was Derek, and I think it was just because he needed a platformed event in some way. Like,
2: yeah. Uh, oh, Derek, Derek, Derek. I, uh, oh, the Cooper Cup, man. Cooper Cup, uh, oh, man. Was- I was
1: so upset on Thursday when that was happening, like. He had the first touchdown. That was just—I was so angry at that middle linebacker, um, Anthony Barr. I was like, "You're supposed to be a great middle linebacker," and he is—he's playing awful, awful. He just—he allowed three of those touchdowns himself, and I don't,
0: know, I don't know what he's doing. Like
1: me neither. He doesn't know what he's doing.
0: It's—it's it, it, weird though, because he's been such a great player, and then all of a sudden this year he's just got awful. I,
2: yeah, I guess uh, Lennon really wore you like a cup this week, huh, Derek.
1: Damn,
0: dude,
2: you're you're on it tonight. I
0: was getting life. on it.
2: Oh man, that was oh, what a great what a great game that made me happy. I lost this week, but really everybody else won in the league. Got <laughs> Derek zero so and four. All I, right, couldn't, all right, any, I couldn't.
1: I was happy it was from Lennon. Anybody else, that had would have been a little bit more upset. But coming from him, I was like the chances of this ever happening are almost <laughs>
0: like zero.
1: that so I feel like a sense of pride for Lennon I was like
0: destiny though <laughs> I was well, like you're, you're bound to get that tattoo this year
1: uh I know I think it
2: a
0: <laughs> so, good oh, moment God, here good moment wait. to uh to hit on before we get to bold predictions I okay, think
1: it is Mark would you like to address this
0: well I think um so Andre's Derek has some beef with you uh apparently you haven't been oh. holding up to your end of the deal
1: yes sir so we were going through asked um recipients of last place and the consequences of who should have received them and you should have received the tattoo last season
2: i didn't agree to there's
1: no tattoo there's no tattoo
2: I didn't agree with the tattoo. The tattoo, Caleb tried to bully people into it. He, like, willingly got a tattoo in 2016 when he came in last <laughs> and tried to, like, st- strong hand people into getting that tattoo. It was never agreed to. I never said I would. There was no previous – there was no punishment set at the beginning of the league. I'm not getting that tattoo. If we had agreed to it this year uh, I, and I come in last, I will do it because I'm a man of my word, but – I never agreed to any promises, and I'm not getting a dick butt anywhere on my body or letting Caleb come up with anything that will ever be on my body forever, ever.
1: All right. Well, you know, there is a secondary punishment that all 12 of us are um, in jeopardy of if you get last place. And that's that dick trophy on your mantle. And if you don't have a mantle, it goes on the coffee table. I've been in your house a few times. It was not there.
2: Uh, no, I'm not, pu- first of all, first of all, uh, Caleb, if you're listening, I don't know how you got my address, but um, it's really <laughs> weird that I got the package. I never gave you my address. That's uh, so really suspicious, and honestly, it's kind of uh, concerning, but uh, no, I'm not putting the fucking dick T- T- trophy anywhere out there. I'm holding it, and then I'm trucking it through the window of whoever comes and last this year. Dude,
1: that is so fucked up. So I, I,
0: I, I all right, fuck I, off. Well, here's the thing. I I agree with I agree with Derek in the sense that, uh, on the second notion, like you, that trophy you should ha- you have to rock the trophy, especially if Caleb <laughs> spent his hard-earned money shipping that trophy out
2: to you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I I <laughs> I have the trophy. I'm safeguarding it. All right, it, all right, it needs guys, to be here. out in the open. All right, it's on give me a second okay it's on the coffee table now don't worry guys it's on the coffee and table your parents room. i don't believe that um sorry guys it's it's on there i'm making it right now happened. it's very erect exactly uh okay all right yeah okay and
1: i will stop by any nah. time and make sure it's there
2: <laughs> yeah sure uh-huh. okay i know where you live okay yeah i know where you live too do you I hope you come in last this year, so I can throw the fucking dick through your window. <laughs> and it's not that far fetched, so you know, just have a dick shaped hole in your window. All right, let's let's wrap it up here. Bold predictions. <laughs> bold prediction time. All right, I got a couple for you guys. Um, I'm gonna make my football related um, first. Uh, I think David Johnson is gonna be a top five running back going forward this year. Oh, I haven't wow. watched the Seattle Arizona game. Um, I think Josh Rosen is really opening this team up. Um, Sammy Sleeves is real shit in the first few weeks. And uh, honestly, I really like the way that uh, offense looked against what a lot of people think is a terrible Seattle defense. But that Seattle defense is still pretty good. And uh, he, they, he did pretty well. And looking at his production uh, in our PPR league, and I don't think it's really that far-fetched. So, prediction number one, David Johnson, top five running back. I Rusty. disagree.
0: I think that Seattle defense – I like the bold prediction. I just – Seattle defense, that part of it, though, um, they're going to be bad. They're, they're This was the last week of them holding up with uh, Earl Thomas gone. And I think also – I want to say Bobby Wagner. Um, it's either Bobby Wagner or K.J. Wright, one of those guys. Uh, with not having them in on the defense, it's going to be tough sledding. And I think they're going to get shredded a couple times – uh, Seattle's just not a good situation to be in. So, uh, the thing about David Johnson, though, is I think you're right. Like he he's just he has such he's going to have a higher usage rate moving forward. So, um, I, I like that. It's a good good prediction.
1: I like.
2: What do you think? Jared? I like the
1: boldness of it, um, because that's not something easy. But I do not think he will be. Um, I think he's got a tough time ahead.
2: All right, fair enough. Bold prediction number two. Uh, Sony Michelle, I really like this kid. College, uh, he's explosive, better than Nick Chubb, in my opinion. They were college teammates. I think Sony Michelle uh, is probably going to have a Stephen Ridley-esque year, you know, when Stephen Ridley was at Bella Cow for the Patriots, and I think this is going to be the most balanced Patriots team we're going to see. Honestly, I I realize that the Patriots are only 2-2 and right now, but I think the addition of uh, productive Stephen Ridley, or – Never mind. Uh, Sony Michel is going to take him. I think Super Bowl number three in a row. So uh, that's my bold prediction. I think Sony Michelle is is going to take the pads deep in the playoffs. I really believe in this guy. And uh, yeah, one thing
0: I'll say about Sony Michelle is because he's on he's on Nate's team. So looking at Nate's team, I think he's starting. I thought it was someone interesting. Michelle over. Uh, I guess it's not oh Gio Bernard for instance. And I guess Mixon's coming back, so it doesn't matter anymore. But yeah. all right, never mind. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you think Sonny Michelle, where do you think he ends up, both of you? R B two, R B one, Flex? What is he?
2: R B two simply because he had a slow start to the year, but if he had been if he's let me just say this. If he had been producing and had the confidence of Bill Belichick like he has right now, I think he's an RB1. I think he's um, an RB2.
0: Uh, I think that he, he's not an RB1 just because of James White's presence. Like, there's just, you know, James White's going to vulture scoring opportunities off of him. They like to throw the ball to James White once they get into the red zone. Uh, but Sony Michelle, like, watching some of that game this past Sunday – the guy's good. He can hit the hole. He has he has good vision.
2: He doesn't fumble. <laughs> he doesn't fumble. Bill Belichick hates fumblers, and he doesn't fumble the ball. I really think it'll be difficult for him to. I think he's too talented to mess up this golden opportunity he has.
0: Yeah, I, I think he's. I think he's RB two. Um, I wouldn't call him RB one, but I think he is a. He's a strong RB two.
1: Interesting. Okay, I agree. I agree. I don't see RB one, but RB two. I I see that.
2: All right, in my last bold prediction of the week, um, Derek, you know, I'm really not trying to crap on your team here, but I'm going to pick out one specific player that uh, I'm really not feeling right now. Um, I'm going to pick out Mark Ingram the second. I realize he's coming back right now. I like the size, uh, but I really think he's going to crash and burn here. Uh, I think we touched on this before, but Sean Payton doesn't particularly like to use him as well as he can be used. Um, they drafted Alvin Kamara for a reason, and seeing him put up these points without Mark Ingram, I think he's going to be more of like a Austin Keller to Melvin Gordon kind of complementary player. I really don't see him scoring more than, I think he'll average maybe like eight or nine points a game. That's yeah. about it. In my opinion, I think it's going to be a real big I, I
0: agree. I think that Ingram finally comes down to life this year because of the late start into the season. Uh, and I also think that, you know, it, we, we did talk about that where, you know, Peyton just absolutely hates Mark Ingram. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tag, tag tack on to that bold prediction and say that this Sunday the Redskins beat the New Orleans Saints. Oh,
2: really? Yep. I, I really dislike Alex Smith, so I completely disagree. I think the Saints are going to roll on the Redskins, but uh, I think they try
0: and force Ingram into the game. It disrupts that offense. The Redskins have a pretty good defense as well, uh, and it results in a Redskins victory. I think so.
1: They're they're good at getting weird wins. They beat Green Bay.
2: <laughs> I think we're really forgetting about the well, not even an X factor because we know who he is. Drew Brees. Even if the running game doesn't take off, they won a Super Bowl without one. Um, have... I think the Saints is for real. Well, go ahead.
1: Yeah, Redskins have a really good defense that has gotten overlooked, really, by a lot of people.
2: Uh, Alex Smith might just be the most overrated quarterback in the history of Cold I, right I realize that. But what I'm trying to say is that he is going to lead this offense into the ground. And uh, the fact that their running backs are really hobbled, I think the offense is going to put the defense in bad situations.
0: Well, the one thing I'll say that Breeze has going for him is that it's, it's you know, lining up to be a historic night. If Breeze hits 200 passing yards, he passes Peyton Manning um, for the all-time uh, quarterback, I think, passing yards or, or something like that. Um, so all he needs is 200 passing yards to pass Peyton Manning up. But I'm gonna still stick true and or hold true to my my prediction in the sense that Breeze even gets the two goes over 200, but the Saints end up losing the game.
1: I think so. Honestly, you know what? Change my prediction just because it is that moment, a historic moment. I really think he rises to the occasion and they pull off a win that they shouldn't win.
0: Wow! I just convinced you.
2: <laughs> you did. You guys are. I think it's going to be like 31-21 Saints, and I think that's generous for the Redskins. I, I think. All right, so we'll we'll have to revisit this next week,
0: but I do think that Breeze hits it. He gets his moment, uh, but the Redskins end up winning in a uh, relatively lower scoring game. I think
1: it's going to be twenty-four, seventeen in favor of the Saints.
0: I think it's the 24 17 in favor of the Redskins or 24 20 in favor of the Redskins.
2: Okay. Oh man. Put some respect on Breeze's name, man. Come on. I, I will.
1: I will just cause it's that night. I'm, I love the guy. So stoked.
2: All right.
0: Uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up. So uh, good, uh, good conversation here tonight and I uh, appreciate everyone for listening uh, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. We're on Apple and Spotify uh, amongst pretty much any other podcast platform that's out there. I don't even know half of the, half of the platforms that we're on, uh, but Apple and Spotify, go ahead and subscribe and looking forward to uh, picking up conversation for next week.
1: Hey, real quick. Sorry. I yep. hate to jump back when we're ending things, yep. but I'm thinking about. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with you guys. Did you, did you hear?
2: Oh, what a surprise! Ingram owner doesn't think he's gonna fly. No, okay. I've been
1: worried about him, but he was so stoked to be with the team. Did you hear he met them at the airport where they were leaving their last game? He was there at the other airport <laughs> wherever they were at.
2: Sean, honestly, I think um, Mark Ingram might have like tried to like molest Sean Payton or something because Sean Payton does not. He like hates Mark him. Ingram. It doesn't matter. He's trying. He he's him. Trying.
1: He wants to be friends.
2: Well, yeah, I pity he was maybe a little too friendly, and he's now in the doghouse forever. All I'm saying is a contract year. Isn't it a contract year?
1: Time and time again, Mark Ingram shows his dedication to this team, and that speaks volumes. He was inactive in the moment he could be declared, like, okay to be with the team. He was there waiting in the airport for his team in New York City. Like, that's awesome.
0: Oh, so because of that, Mark Ingram's going to play well on Sunday.
1: I think I – think... <laughs> <laughs> Sunday, maybe not since his first came back, but week seven, maybe, because they're biased with six
0: well, we'll have to see we have it on recording
2: now, so
1: we have it on recording, and i'm I'm putting in-
2: derek recording. if you're if you're wrong, i'm gonna throw the window um uh, i'm gonna throw the dick trophy through your window <laughs> really you're already going to do that. Yeah, early though, because it's going to go through your window regardless. Because you're coming in last this year.
1: Honestly, I don't think I'll be the owner of the Dick Trophy. I think Carl will be.
0: <laughs>
2: okay. All we'll
0: right, see. guys. Well, good luck this week, and we'll pick up next
2: week. All right. Let's all get right. some
1: uh, voicemails from the league. Everybody, send in those voicemails. I don't want to...
2: uh, um, Derek, I'm really not trying to crap on your team here, but I think it's really funny that you're in last place by .3 points. <laughs> so um... <laughs> point
1: .3, literally point .3 points.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's end on that. Note. All right, see you later.